This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or a cross of coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. People were bringing little children to Jesus. Yeah, and again, this is this showing to the heart, going to the heart of the matter. If you if you read thirteen through sixteen, we'll talk about this part of it for a second. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. To the is that NIV? Yes. Does it say people are bringing? People were bringing. Okay. Uh, people were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. Can you imagine the disciples doing this? That he just told them in the in our last in right the last in the previous chapter, chapter. yeah, in verses thirty-seven. No, uh, I mean the hard part is is that we don't know how long, right? Yeah, in between. We don't we don't know how long it was between. What did you say? Verse twenty-seven. Thirty-six and thirty-seven. Yeah. Oh, okay, thirty-six and thirty-seven, and and. The next chapter. It could have been a couple of days. It could have been uh, a couple of weeks. It could have been longer. Yeah. You know. But but, but you remember. Another incident. We yeah. said a, a few podcasts ago that it's just quickly how. I mean, it, it's how funny quickly how, we quickly, forget. how quickly we forget. <laughs> I mean, Jesus had put a child on his lap. And he says, whoever welcomes this little child like this on, on my behalf welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me welcomes not only me, but also the Father who sent me. And now here, these well, the, the reason why I ask you if you're reading NIV because uh, New Living Translation says parents were bringing their children to Jesus, mm-hmm. little children, cute little, you know, sweet little innocent children, and the disciples saying, "Take your kid and get out of here, <laughs> go on back where you came from. We don't have time for you. This is Jesus. This is the Messiah. He doesn't have time for kids." Mm-hmm. And what does your verse uh, 14 say? When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. Indignant. Okay, that's what um, the New Living Translation says. He was angry. He was hot. Mm-hmm. He was he was mad at his disciples because of what they were doing. I mean, it's, it's just crazy to think they would turn away these parents and, and these children. And uh, that's what they were doing. Which shows, you know, they just continue to goof it up. Mm-hmm. They, they just don't get it. Well, and sometimes we don't value um, a child's perspective, mm-hmm. but he's saying, you know, if anybody who doesn't come like this with the innocence and um, the trust of children, you know, you're not going to enter the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, give me the heart of a child that just believes what what your word says and trusts you to bring it to pass. Yeah. Um, 
And, you know, I, my, my own children, when they were little, there were times that they would have dreams, that they would have visions, that they would say like really profound spiritual things that you're like, okay, you know, but if I didn't have any spiritual sense about me, I would have completely written those things off as being ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, I've been in churches where, um, like we were saying on the last one, there's no junior Holy Spirit and they really encourage kids. Some of the children's ministries really encourage kids to, um, what is, what is the Holy Spirit saying? How's he moving? What are you seeing in the spirit realm? You know, um, beyond just what they're experiencing in the natural. Um, and I think it's so cool when when kids are describing, yeah, I see angels and I see this going on in, in, in the heavenlies. And, or, or God's given them dreams, visions, things to speak. Yeah. It's powerful when a kid comes up and prays over adults. You know, but obviously they were in in the culture where children were not valued right. the same as adults. It's just like, but when they were counting the four thousand and the five thousand when Jesus fed them, they, they didn't count the children. They weren't mm-hmm. included in that. It's like yeah. women. Um, I had a thought. I, I forgot what it was. So, what are children like? If we, if we got to be like a child to get into heaven. What what's children? You said you've even alluded to some a little bit. What's children like? You said teachable. I think was one of the things. Well, yeah, and, and trusting. And tr- yeah, te- teachable and trusting. I, I put teachable, humble, and for the most part, obedient. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Um. Usually, they're not afraid. Right. Yeah. They're often brave and Willing. far less self-conscious. I was going to say, they don't really think about the consequences. Then, right. I mean, it's, it's when we get to that middle school, junior, high, high school age group that you start really noticing, oh, I have peers. I'm not sure what they think about that, <laughs> about me. If I do that, I'm not sure how I'll be... Received, you know, I mean, they at that 12, 13 year old mark, they really start becoming way more self conscious. Because um, I was still thinking about Asa the other day singing Waymaker. Mm-hmm. He was like eight. Yeah. He sang it in as loud as he could. Oh. Oh, he was into wasn't it. wasn't afraid. With a big grin on his face. Mm hmm. Yeah. No fear. And when you asked him to read Psalm 23, he just jumped up like, oh. Found it, read it. Excited yeah. just to be a part of it. Yeah. Just innocent. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, uh, to end the podcast, we'll talk about uh, one of my favorite passages, the rich young ruler. And I like what Mark says in verse 17 about this guy. But if you will, it's going to be a lot of reading. 17 through 31. No, you're going to read it. 17 through 31. Fire away. You want me to read it? Yeah. Ah, okay. The rich and the kingdom of God. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell on his knees before him. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus answered. 
No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all these I have kept since I was a boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him. One thing you lack, he said. Go, sell everything you have and give it to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At this, the man's face fell. He went away sad because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. But Jesus said again, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for the camel, for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were even more amazed, and they said to each other, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. Then Peter spoke up, We have left everything to follow you. Truly, I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, fields, along with persecutions, plural, (laughs) along with persecutions and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last first. Okay. So, um, the disciples are freaking out because of what Jesus said, how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. This amazed them. And he says again, Dear children, it's very hard to enter the kingdom of God. In fact, it's easier for a camel to go through the avenue than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. All right, so it's it's hard to get into heaven, Jesus said, but it's hard, it's really hard for a rich person to get into heaven. Define mm-hmm. rich. That um, That's a really hard and subjective term. Mm. Because I would say, okay, we're middle class, suburban America, you know, and there are a lot of people that we look at who we would say, oh man, that person's crazy rich. They got a different car every day of the week there, you know, because of what they wear, what where they live, how much money they earn, we would say they're incredibly rich. While well, we don't classify ourselves as rich. Right. Well, where we may not see that in ourselves. But I was just thanking the Lord today. I was like, thank you, Lord, that I have a vehicle that's enclosed. And it has heat and cooling. And it gets me from place to place where I need to go. And, oh, Lord, be with the people who don't have that. You know? And and the people who don't have that, who don't have a home, who don't have a vehicle, who don't have... Um, a safe or a warm place to be when it's cold and nasty outside, you know, 
they would look at us and go, you guys are like filthy rich. You know, according to most polls around the world, most of the world lives on less than $2 a day. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. When we were on the cruise, um, we were talking, like, I can't, do you remember what country he was from? And he, then it, why he said they made, they Bali. Made, Bali? Mm-hmm. And then he said they made $2 a day? That's what they was living off of? It was, it so. was terrible. The, we, it was, we looked at, when he said whatever he said, it was a terrible low number. We just looked at each other like, How, can you, I mean, I don't smoke or anything, but you can even buy a pack of cigarettes for what they make. Right. It was like 20 bucks a week or something like that. It was crazy. Yeah. Just a crazy number. It was 200 a month, I think he said, back at home that they would make. Maybe. Yeah. It, it, a yeah, month? It was, 200 it was, a month. It was ridiculously low. And and so by by those standards, we are ridiculously rich and living in luxury. You know, the I used to have a statistic. I, I I should have looked at it before we started the podcast, but you, you can Google it. But like the poorest of the poor in the United States is rich compared to third world countries, mm-hmm. in, you know, in all of the world. So I I think the term rich is pretty subjective, mm-hmm. but Jesus uses it, right? He also uses soon. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems to be pretty subjective. Yeah. Well, obviously, rich in this context, this guy, this young man, we, as we call the rich young ruler, mm-hmm. he had a lot of possessions. Because the Bible says he had a lot of wealth. So he had a lot of stuff. Obviously, mm-hmm. he had a lot of money. Uh, how, you know, so however you got a lot of money, you're rich. Now, define that however you want. You know. I, you know, I don't have a lot of money in the bank, but hey, I got a lot of guitars. I got a lot of instruments. I got a car that I got a pretty nice Mustang. It's nice. You, you know. Sometimes I just think of like riches as more of like people's lifestyle. Even like people that go to school is considered like in public school is considered rich to somebody that doesn't pay a kid to go to school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Not just money. Mm-hmm. Just oh, people's yeah. lives. So I wouldn't consider myself rich. Blessed, maybe, but I wouldn't say I was rich. Well, I don't have a, I don't have a whole lot of money. I got a lot of stuff, though. I got a lot of possessions. Kind of like, kind of like what this guy says. But anyway, we are releasing the sound cause the lost generation to be found. All you Grinded Podcast listeners, I know you enjoy some good music, but I want to tell you about some awesome music. Now, my friend, Mary Gamboa, she's also the worship leader at the church where I worship, called Authentic Church here in Alcoa, Tennessee. We'd love to invite you to come out and check us out sometime when you get a chance. Start at 10 a.m. And we're on Lindsay Street here in Alcoa. Mary has produced a new album called Jealous. And you can check that out anywhere music is being streamed. But you can also check it out at marygamboamusic.com. That's Mary G A M B O A music.com. Go check that out. Did you want to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, again, referring to the footnotes, um, it, it calls him a ruler or a rich young man. In, in Luke, it calls him a ruler, mm-hmm. uh, meaning that he was probably a member of an official council or a court. Mm-hmm. Um, and Matthew says he was young. Um, the rich man was thinking in terms of earning righteousness to merit eternal life. 
But Jesus taught that it was a gift to be received. That it wasn't something that you had to check off enough boxes to earn. Yeah, that's where that's where I was going with that because um, what 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 I love about this story, I love it, but I don't like it at the same time. Verse seventeen says, "As Jesus is starting out on his way to Jerusalem, a man came running up to him. You could just see the excitement on the on the." The young man's face. I mean, he's like, "Who is Jesus? There's Jesus!" And, he, and he's just running, and he and he comes up to Jesus and kind of like I could just picture him doing like a baseball slider. <sighs> he slides in, he gets, you know, he falls on his knees. Yeah, he gets on his knees, and he's like, "Oh!" Yeah. And he says, "Good teacher, what do I got to do to inherit eternal life?" Mm-hmm. But see, there's the pro- there's there's the part of this problem right there. What do I have to do? If the, he's probably some kind of businessman, and he's been doing a, a lot of stuff to get to gain this wealth or whatever. Uh, and like you said, it, 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 it's what we do as people. We we want, and especially as men, you know, it's like I was listening to a podcast yesterday, and it was like you know, it's one of the marriage podcasts, and they was talking about if my wife would just tell me what to do, you know, just give me this list that I can check off, and you know, and tell me her needs, how I can meet her needs, and let me do this and get this done, right? Um, and, and so this, I think that's what he's looking for because he's under the law, mm-hmm. right? And, and the law was works-based. Mm-hmm. Do this, don't do right. that. And he's saying, yeah. I've, I've done all these things. Done all these things. Right. And it's interesting that Jesus, when he, he says, you know the commandments. He didn't, he didn't give him the first commandments about God and mm-hmm. loving God. He he gave him, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Love mm-hmm. God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Then love your neighbor as yourself, which is the second half of the commandments, mm-hmm. loving your neighbor. And that's what Jesus gave him, was loving your neighbor. And he's like, I've I done all these my whole life, ever since I was, I was a kid. Um, and so he, he's like, okay, I've got this formula figured out. I've got God all figured out. I've got eternal life all figured mm-hmm. out. And, and Jesus is, and I like what Mark says. He says, looking at the man, Jesus felt genuine love for him. Mm-hmm. Agape love. It's in, it's, Looked at him and loved him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and here, here comes the compassion. Right here comes the grace. Here comes the mercy. Because Jesus is like, eh, you, you've done good, but there's one thing you have not done. Mm-hmm. And can you just imagine? You can see the, the kid. He's he's been all happy. He's been all excited. He ran up to Jesus. What I got to do? And he turned like, Oh, I've done all this my whole life. I've got it. I'm in. I'm in. And Jesus says, ah, there's one thing you haven't done. Oh, yeah, what's that? Well, go sell all that you have. And then take that money and give it to the poor. And then you'll have treasure in heaven. Because remember what we shared in a podcast to uh, back? No, 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 we didn't. Because that's me preparing for my sermon for Revelation. <laughs> Where your treasure is, there's and your heart, heart also, is also. Is what Jesus says, right? Where your mm-hmm. treasure is. Well, his treasure is in his possessions. Mm-hmm. And if his treasure, if he loves his possessions, that's where his heart is in all of his wealth. Mm-hmm. And that's why I said, that's why I said at the very beginning of this podcast, all these things that we're talking about tonight, it's about the heart. Right. His heart wasn't after God. Then he, his come heart follow me, right? Yeah. Let me, give me this formula. Let me get it done. I'll conquer it. And I'm going to spend eternity with God, right? And Jesus says, okay, if you want to do that, if you want to be perfect, 
Then you sell all your stuff, give your money to the poor, and then come and follow me. Now he came running to Jesus all excited, but what is what does Mark say he does? He walks away sad. He walks with away a, sad. With his face fallen. I've preached on this several times, this, this passage. And, and I just picture this kid in my mind. And, and can you imagine, like, having a, getting to have a conversation with Jesus himself and asking, what do I got to do to be with you for eternity? Mm-hmm. And then Jesus gives you the answer, and you're like, hmm. Nah, and just walk away. Mm-hmm. Sad. It, it just floors me that he had a conversation with God Himself, Jesus in the flesh, and he turned him down. What do I got to do? That was his. That was his whole point. Coming to Jesus, Jesus says, "Here's if you want to check it off, you check off your list, and then go do this, and then come back and follow me." Like, I can't do that. I love my stuff. I like my riches. I like my wealth. Right. So Jesus exposed his heart, mm-hmm. right? But if you think about it, people, people still do this today. Mm-hmm. Rich and poor, How they hear about Jesus is. and they're like, ah, "Don't have anything to do with him," and they, they they walk away. They reject him. So a question that I have, if you're listening to the podcast, is. Um, What's that thing or things that we hold on to that keeps us from following Jesus? Yeah. And not only keeps us from following Jesus, but for serving Him 100%. Mm. The disciples, they follow Jesus every day, right? They're living for Him. They still didn't get it. Sometimes their heart wasn't right. but Right. Jesus calls them hard-hearted. Yeah. But they, but they're, but they stayed with it. They stayed the course. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all going to change in Acts chapter 2 when they're filled with the Holy Spirit. But, hey, they, they, at least they tried. And they did. Um, but again, it goes back to what we said in a previous podcast. Um, we can't, we can, I think it's when Bryce was here in the last podcast. We can fool a lot of people, but we can't fool God. A lot of people act spiritual. They do the church thing. But it's like Jesus said about the Pharisees. They they had it going on, so the mm-hmm. you know everybody marvel at them. Oh, listen to their prayers. You know, look their fasting. Look at how they're dressed. And Jesus says, their hearts are far from me. Mm-hmm. They honor me with their lips. Their hearts are far from. Me. He says, You're, they're they're whitewashed tombs. They're full of dead men's bones. Mm-hmm. You know, so we're not fooling God. God knows our hearts. It's all about the heart. And so in verses 23 through 31, Jesus looks around his disciples. How hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? And amaze them. Jesus said again, Dear children, it's very hard to enter the kingdom of God. It's hard to enter into the kingdom. What does he say about the, 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 the broad way and the narrow way in the Sermon on the Mount? Straight is the gate and narrow is the way. That leads to life. The broad is the way, the path that leads to destruction. Many yeah. will find it. Yeah, that's the easy road to travel. Right. Yeah. But very, he says, very few find the way to heaven. He says, in fact, it's easier for a camera to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And you can sit there and see the crowd going, camel going through a needle. So, you know, I used to picture that, try, or trying to picture 
a camel going through literally the eye of a needle. And and you just on on the surface it's like, well that's impossible. It'd have to be a pretty stinking big needle, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or a really tiny camel. What did <laughs> you you know, um but then I actually heard that there was a needle gate. Yeah, I heard that. Um around I guess around Jerusalem or one of the, one of the cities, and that that gate was so small that a camel that was loaded down with with gear or stuff for travel, saddle and all that kind of stuff, packs they had to completely unload it, and the camel would have to get down on on basically its arms and legs like kneel down. And crawl. and and crawl through that needle gate. That's how small it was. Not like a silly needle. Right, and then they'd have to reload it on the other side. Um, that made a little more sense. Than yeah. <laughs> this this huge animal trying to fit through this little tiny opening in a in a sewing needle. Right. Um, but either way, you know, it shows. I mean, if you think about the the camel and the needle gate, then it's like we've we've got to throw off all these extra trappings, the things that weigh us throw down, off those the sin things that and we have so easily beset us. Right, the the things that we choose to carry, the the weight and the stuff that we are weighed down by. That stuff has got to be cast off for us to be able to get through that needle gate. Which is what we're going to end the podcast with. Yeah. Because that's what, what Jesus said in the last chapter. So he, he says the disciples were astounded. Then who in the world can be saved? And they asked. And Jesus looked at them intently and said, Humanly speaking, it's impossible, but not with God. Everything is possible with God. Right? Then Peter began to speak up. Look, we've given everything to follow you. Yes, Jesus replied. And that's what you just said. You get, get rid, we've gotten rid of everything. We've given up our lives, our way of life, our families, you know, mm-hmm. fishing, you know, how we made our money. We've given up everything to follow you. Yes, Jesus replied. And I'll show you that everyone who has given up house, brother, sister, mother, father. You know, in other words, they've put me first. Mm-hmm. They put me first and got rid of everything else. For my sake and for the good news, we'll receive now in return a hundred times as many houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and property, along with persecution. Yeah. He'd throw that in there at the end. Yeah, you get, you're going to get all this stuff, here, here's a little side of persecution to go along with all that. And in the world to come, but that person will have eternal life. But many who are the greatest now will be the least important then. And those who seem least important now will be the greatest then. So it goes back, it's he, what we talked about in the last podcast. Jesus says you got to be a servant, mm-hmm. right? you got to give everything up. It's, a, it's about emptying ourselves, right? And, and living for him and doing his will. And... and Luke 9 is the passage I like to use, but I'll go back to what Jesus said in Mark 8, 34 through 38, and we'll end with this. Uh, then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, right? take up your cross, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you're going to lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of good news or the gospel, you will save it. Why do you benefit if you gain the whole world, get all this stuff, Lose your own all these riches, you know, have all this money, have all these nice houses, have all these cars, whatever. What if you gain the whole world, but you lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? 
is if anyone is ashamed of me in my message in these adulterous and sinful days, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. So again, in all three of these examples, whether it be marriage, you know, the Pharisees question about marriage and divorce, uh, the disciples rejecting these children, or the rich young ruler, mm. it goes back to where is your heart? Is is God first? Mm-hmm. Is Jesus the most important thing? Serving Jesus and telling people about Jesus is is God top of top of the of the list in our hearts? Yeah. Is he number one? Because the very first commandment that he gives in the Ten Commandments, we talk about the rich young ruler quoting the Ten Commandments or Jesus giving him the commandments. The very first one is, "You shall have no other gods before me." So anything, it could be our children, it could be our money, it could be anything, animals, people, whatever. Anything that we put before God becomes an idol. Mm-hmm. So, like the rich young ruler, it was his possessions. And Jesus says, if you want to be my follower, you got to give up your own way. you got to give up everything. Put me first. Yeah. Take up your cross and follow me. And that's the way he told the rich young ruler. Go sell all your stuff, give it to the poor, the money to the poor, and then come back. Okay. And make me first. So, where's your heart? That's a question that people have to answer. Honestly, before God. Mm-hmm. You know, I wrote a song about that. Which one? Me first. That's right. But you can check out that album at marygambleofmusic.com and check out that song, Me First. Yeah. Along with the other songs on the album. I wish I had it. I would play it on the podcast. Oh. Maybe I can edit it into it. I want you to pray. Yeah. Father, we thank you. Thank you that your word is a mirror and it exposes our hearts. Lord, and that if we are wise, we look into it and we see what's there and we ask you to cleanse and um, forgive us for the things that Um, are idolatrous or adulterous towards you father we want to we want to live lives that are worthy of the calling that we've received that put you first in everything so help us not to be entrapped or ensnared by by riches or the things that we think um, would give us honor influence in this world but we we want to be um, those who confound the wise because you said it's the simple things that confound the wise Um, we want to be those who bring honor and glory to you in every situation So help us to do that. Show us the things that we need to turn away from. We ask for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Keep grinding. Thanks for listening to The Grounded Podcast. If we could pray for you or encourage you in any way, please email us at thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 865-418-2824. If you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe and you'll be notified about new episodes. If you're listening on an app, Leave us a five-star review, but most importantly, share the Grinded Podcast with a friend. God bless you, and remember, keep grinding.